The Planchet is a product of the American Numismatic Society. Become a member and support this podcast. Go to numismatics.org slash membership. That is numismatics with an S dot O-R-G slash membership to see options and prices. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Mosaic ceilings painted tiles on the wall. Hello and welcome back to the Planchet Podcast, the official podcast of the American Numismatic Society. I'm your host, Andrew Reinhardt, and my guest today is Carol Rodato. Uh, Carol's a photographer and a world traveler who, since 2012, has been following in the steps of the Roman Emperor Hadrian and has visited more than 1,000 sites, museums, and exhibitions. She writes about her expeditions on her popular blog, Following Hadrian, and posts images of the art and architecture of Hadrian from around Europe, Africa, and the Near East at Following Hadrian Photographs. Not only are her photographs spectacular, but she also makes them available for free use under the Creative Commons serial-like license. And in order to preserve and share her photos, in 2019, she made a major gift of approximately 30,000 of them to the American Academy and Rome Library. She's published several articles on her study of Hadrian, and has also been featured in documentaries by the BBC and the British Museum, among others. And according to IMDb, Carol also appeared in the Hammer Vampire film Beyond the Rave. And you can most easily follow her work on followinghadrian.com or on social media at Carol Madge, and that's spelled C-A-R-O-L-E-M-A-D-G-E. And uh, welcome to the program, Carol. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Andrew. Yeah, um, absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. Um, my, my first question to you is, is, okay, how did you first discover Hadrian and what were you doing right before you made that discovery? Well, I, um, I was uh, living in London at the time. I was in my early 30s. I had just moved to L- London and uh, my offices were like five minutes away from the British Museum. And um, I would go to the British Museum every other, every other day because, you know, the British Museum is free. So I would even take my lunch breaks there. And obviously, there are two portraits of Hadrian uh, in the British Museum. And um, so I would see Hadrian very often uh, in, at the British Museum. And I would, I would hear also about his, um, his namesake role um, in the north of England, which I visited a couple of times. And um, even, when, even when I was uh, still uh, in, uh, in the UK, and then my regular visit to the British Museum was soon supported by many, many um, archaeological um, uh, documentaries on TV, especially those of uh, Bethany Hughes and Mary Beard. And they were so um, inspirational, and, and uh, that's when I decided to, to travel, and not only to see uh, artifacts in the British museums um, coming from Italy, Greece, Turkey, all those sites, that um, that were mentioned in in the documentaries, but I, I wanted to see the sites for myself. But my my first encounter with Hadrian um, is at the British Museum um, when when um, soon after I moved there in two thousand and five. So what were you doing in London? Um, you know, if you're working that closely to the British Museum, I know there, there are a lot of bookshops, um, you know, around, but... but I would spend my lunch breaks uh, in, in, uh, in that bookshop as well. 
yeah no that's that's just a fabulous location and yeah. uh, i can understand why you'd spend so much time there um so uh, now um you know you're you're uh, you're internet famous uh, also world famous for uh, following hadrian but uh, so are, are you following hadrian full-time or are you still working to support your travels each year or how does that work well, I have a, a day job, so I work for the British uh, music industry. Uh, I started uh, this job while I was still living in London um, in 2008. Uh, but then I moved to, to Germany in Frankfurt and Mainz, but I'm still doing the same job uh, as a freelancer. So basically, I predict the, the UK charts. So the charts for the, for the albums and for the singles. And I'm doing this from home uh, in Frankfurt and mine. And uh, with regard to uh, my passion with Hadrian, I do that when, I, when I'm not working, basically, because I've got um, a strong presence on social media platforms. So when my work is done, uh, I move on to social platforms and I share photos or, um, or I work on my blog, my blog articles. And uh, and then I go on, on and then I go on holiday uh, a couple of times a year, uh, and uh, everything is funded with uh, my earnings from my day jobs, from my day job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, outstanding. No, your 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 blog posts are legendary, especially when you celebrate Hadrian's birthday. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, you, you make the food. You've got the Samian wear. It's uh, it's, yeah. it's 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 just fabulous to see. Um, what what do you think Hadrian would have thought about being followed by you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> I was wondering. Um, some people in France in compare me to uh, Marguerite Ursenar. They, they 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 say I'm the new Marguerite uh, Ursenar. The, um, the author who wrote uh, the memoirs, the memories of uh, Hadrian, the memoir d'Adrien, and I actu- actually asked myself, well, would Hadrian move that thought of um, Marguerite Ursenar? So um, I never really asked myself what it would have thought of me. Uh, but I get many um, comments on on social media saying that uh, Hadrian would be proud. So I guess. <laughs> right. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, I, was, I was thinking about, uh, you know, Hadrian was, was no stranger to travel, and he always had a retinue or an entourage. Um, yes. And so, you know, here you are, you know, 1900 years later, <laughs> in the entourage, you know, kind of, kind of at the back, you know, you know, but following him still. Yeah, with a much, much lower entourage, and... Um, I'm using a four-wheel vehicle, so <laughs> not, not, not quite the same. Uh, I'm not traveling in, um, in the same pace, I, I would say. <laughs> well, true, you know, but it's it's a modern quadriga. Yes, it is. It yes. Is. <laughs> um, all right. So, you know, can you tell me when uh, or, or where your first Hadrianic site was? You know, once you had the idea to start following Hadrian and you got out of the British Museum and into the world, where did you go first? Um, you know, I, I've been to Segedunum, you know, up in, in Newcastle, uh, and quite enjoyed it. So did you start in England or, or did you go someplace else? I started in Rome, actually, and then in Athens. Yeah, so I, I saw the Pantheons and the Pantheon first, and then I saw um, in, in Rome, and then um, and the Temple of Venus and Roma, 
and uh, and then I saw the library of Hadrian in Athens first. Uh, yes, so my first travels were in um, in Italy, Sicily, uh, Tunisia, and Greece, um, and and then I visited Hadrian's Wall maybe two two or three years later. But it was first in, in, in Rome and then in Athens, yes. Um, and uh, do you have a favorite place? Um, you know, I know that you know, you're, 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 following, um, you're following Hadrian from place to place uh, in chronological order. And we can, we can talk about that in a moment. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, are there any places that you've gone back to because you just love them so much? I go back to Athens very, to Athens very often, but because also they... Or when when we celebrated the 1900 anniversary of Hadrian becoming emperor, it was the city that celebrated this event the most. They did three exhibitions in in a, in across two years, so I, I went back to Athens very often. And I think it's probably the city I go back to the most often. Often, in addition to Rome, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's one country that I really love, and I and I. I've been I've been there already eight times and I'm going back um, in October. I, I love Turkey so much. Um, it, it's such a, um, a, a wonderful st- a country and it's it's almost a love story that I have with uh, this country. And I'm I'm really happy because um, Hadrian has spent a lot of time in Asia Minor in the Greek provinces in Asia Minor. So um, it's a good excuse to go back to Turkey. Yes. But uh, I, lo- I love to go back to Turkey. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I, I know that uh, uh, tulips uh, came after um, you know Hadrian, and, and, and especially in Turkey. I wonder what you would have thought of, of uh, seeing the uh, tulip festival in, in Istanbul. Um, you probably would have loved it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, you know, we, we mentioned the 1900, and in 2017, you launched the Hadrian 1900 project. Yes. And I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about the project and the significance to you of 1900. Yes. So um, I, I basically started to follow in the Hadrian's footsteps in 2012. That's when I started my um, following Hadrian page on Facebook and then came the blog. And then in 2015, I realized that we were about to celebrate the 1900 anniversary of um, Hadrian becoming emperor. So I, I knew there would be events uh, coming up. And then I also realized that I was born exactly 1900 years after Hadrian. <laughs> <laughs> so Hadrian was born in 76 uh, CE and I was born in 1976. And I said to myself, okay, let's restart from the very beginning and I'm going to do something even more fun. Um, I'm going to uh, retrace all uh, the travels of the emperor in strict chronological order so that I would be um, at the same place of where he was 1900 years ago and at the same age. So, uh, for example, Adrian was made emperor in Antioch um, in August uh, 117. So, uh, so I traveled to Antioch and uh, in 2017, and that's where I started my uh, my Hadrian 1900 project. Uh, I, I went to Antioch and I started to retrace Hadrian's journey back to Rome. 
between 117 and 118. Um, so yeah, there was, I don't know, it's a, it's a wonderful con coincidence, uh, the fact that I was born exactly 1900 years after him. So uh, Hadrian hey would have been 47, 1900 years ago, and I'm about to be to, uh, 47, yes, and I'm about to be 47. So it's uh, it's so uh, yes, it's just a wonderful uh, way to relate uh, to the emperor a bit more, um, and to make a connection, like to create something between uh, between this character and 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 my um, and my yeah and me my my experience. Um, yeah, and my own experience, yes. When you're traveling around, uh, it's obvious that you always have a camera in hand. You're, you're always photographing things, and, and you're a self-taught photographer. And, and I was wondering if you could tell us about the cameras that you use on your trips and um, how your photographic techniques might have changed since 2012. Um, so I'm using an, um, an Icon um, camera, which I recently upgraded. I think it's the D56. D D seven fifty something, okay. <laughs> and I've cool. and I've got um, Sigma lens, which I also also upgraded uh, quite recently. I don't think my technique changed because I'm I'm not a photographer and I've never taken any course in photography. I've I've, I've loved to do that. I'd love to do that. The problem is that I live in Germany and I don't speak German, so it's difficult to find um, a photography class in in English. Um, and I I don't know. I probably don't have the patience to 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 learn a lot about photography. Uh, but what I'm um, good at now is um, uh, being able to 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 uh, take good good photograph depending on the landscape and depending on the building that I'm photographing. So I I know exactly how to photograph a theater versus an amphitheater or or, or a um, a temple or you know. Um, it's it's just come naturally now because I I, I I guess my my eyes are more experienced to how to photograph ruins. So it's more about how to photograph ruins than having a, a good knowledge in um, using using my camera, like like changing the settings or um, yeah. And then there's work uh, at home because uh, I did. Uh, I did my, my photos because they're not always perfect, but uh, I, I don't do much edit, for example, just, mm -hmm. just do it. <laughs> do, you, um, do you photograph um, inside exhibitions as well? Um, are you able to take your camera in and, and, and shoot things that feature Adrian? Like for, I was able to travel to all the exhibitions that celebrated the 1900th anniversary of Hadrian becoming emperor, and I was able to photograph all the exhibition and to um, with my camera and uh, and to blog about them so yeah and even today the British Museum uh, allow exhibit uh, allow photographing the exhibitions which wasn't the case a, long, a few years a few years ago have you always uh, shot digitally or did you make a transition from film to digital no it's all digitally yeah okay and uh, do you ever take any grab shots with your uh, mobile? Oh yes, I do. Actually, 
I take photograph, but I um, I take the double amount because I use my iPhone. I take a lot of photos on, of my iPhone as well. But I do that to um, to actually report on social media the place about the places I've just visited. So when I'm in when I'm following Hadrian in in uh, in Asia Manor. So when I'm in Turkey and I just visited the site. I'm not able to um, to share my photos from the camera, so I'm using the one uh, for my iPhone. So basically, my iPhone uh, photos are to share on so on social media uh, on the day uh, and to tell people this is the this is the the archaeological site I visited today. This is the museum I visited today, mm -hmm. and I was there uh, at at that site because Hadrian blah blah did that at that time. So it's it's more to like a travel blog uh, or travel blog when I when I'm on 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 the move when I'm on the move I'm I'm sharing uh, my photos from uh, my phone. It's when I'm home uh, then uh, then I, I I can I can start working on my on my two uh, the one that will be featured on on my blog and the one I will um, uh, upload on Flickr. Uh, but uh, yeah, because it, it, it's a lot of work and it's and the amount of photo I take is just crazy. So. <laughs> no, I was I was impressed by the number um, of photos that you gave to the American Academy in Rome is at 30,000. I was like, oh, my goodness. But that, that's probably just a fraction of what you shoot. It's, it's a fraction. Yes, yeah. it's actually a fraction because I'm way behind. Uh, yeah, I'm way, way behind in the. Uh, in, yeah, all the all the photos that should be uh, uploaded and uploaded online. Yeah. I, I want to change topics a little bit, and you know, because this is the Planchet, and it's in theory a numismatic podcast, yeah. we should probably talk a little bit about coins. Now, yeah. um, I, I saw on followinghadrian.com that you've got your own collection of Hadrian coins. Uh, the webpage has fifty four of them. And they're split into categories, you know, Hadrian's adoption, his political mm -hmm. policies, you know, past and present, um, provincial coins, travel coins. And I'm wondering, um, you know, are, 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 are these coins that you own? And, and if so, when did you first start collecting? And uh, what was your first Hadrian coin? Okay, so um, I, my first coin, I think, was about... Uh, 2017 or 2016 and when i decided to um, to to start my hadrian 1900 project i decided that i would collect the coin in chronological order as well uh, so my first coin had to be the adoptio coin because <laughs> wow, this, wow, wow. <laughs> this is where uh, hadrian's reign starts um, so with the adoption of Hadrian by uh, by Trajan. So I think it was my first coin. My first two coins, actually, because I, I've got two uh, the two types. The one without the adoption, um, um, uh, uh, with the, without the adoption legend, and the other one with the adoption legend. So I've got, I started with those two, with those two coins. And then I started uh, buying, um, Coins from 117, 118, 119, uh, blah, blah. So, yeah, in, in, in the chronological order, yes. My, my follow-up question was, um, okay, so you're buying these in chronological order. I guess if you wanted to add an 
extra level of difficulty. Um, are, are you are you acquiring these, you know, like like in the places in which they were minted, or the places in in, in which you were visiting? So if 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 you're uh, in Gallia, you know, do you try to get a Gallia coin, you know, of Hadrian? Or... Yeah, that's exactly what I, what I did. I was um, when when Hadrian went on his first voyage away from Rome in 121, he passed through Gallia, and then he. And after Britain, we passed with Gallia again. Mm-hmm. And, and because I knew I was going to write about Gallia, I said, oh, I need the Gallia coin, <laughs> the province coin. Um, so, um, I, so I decided to, to get a, a, a Gallia coin. I did the same for German, Germania as well. So I, I got the Germania province coin. Um, yes, so it's um, it depends also on on the current topic, and then and for the for the provincial coins, I like to buy um, uh, coins of Hadrian uh, on of places I've just I've just visited. So, for example, I in two weeks ago, um, now it's three weeks ago, I was in Turkey. Uh, so we're tracing Hadrian's uh, voyage in in Asia Minor between 123 and, and 124, and I visited uh, the ancient city of Parium, and uh, and and we know that uh, Hadrian refounded uh, the city of Parium because in, there's a, there's a, um, an inscription calling him um, Conditori Colonia, uh, so founder of the uh, of the colony of the colony. And uh, I found the coin online from Panium, where you have two oxen uh, on the rivers, and um, I found the plowing the the land uh, with the oxen. So uh, I thought it was the perfect coin to uh, for my trip to to Panium, and and this coin will be added to to my blog when uh, when it would be time to uh, to blog about Hagen's visit to Parium. Yes, so I like to also uh, connect uh, my, yeah, to make a connection between my con- coin collection and, and my travels, yes. So I've got lots of coins of uh, places um, that I've been. I have, for example, a coin of Hadrian from Beritus, which is um, Beirut in, in, in Lebanon. I've got coin uh, a coin, a provincial coin of Hadrian from uh, Caesarea, Caesarea Maritima, which I visited in 2014. So there are lots of coins, yeah, provincial coins of um, provincial cities that I have visited. Do you do you have any Hadrian coins on your wish list? Uh, yes, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I put one uh, yesterday, and I'm still wondering because there's one adoption coin that I'm missing, and um, it's it's not a um, a Rome mint, mint, but it's an Antioch mint. Um, so it's um, it's the Adoptio uh, coin of Hadrian, but minted in Antioch, where it was made and pro. And I really love the coin because uh, Hadrian has a very distinctive face <laughs> compared to the mint uh, to the Roman to the Rome mint. So it has a very eastern, yeah, eastern face. And um, I tried to bid on this one a few times, but I've never been lucky. And 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 two days ago, I I, I saw it on V coins. And <laughs> um, on V coins, you can buy the coin. You don't have to to bid on it. So it's, I put it straight into my my watch list. So. Okay. 
Um, you, you bring up a couple of things that I, I had questions about also. Uh, one about the iconography and one about the mints. Um, you know, as far as the, the mints are concerned, um, and th- this question I think is, is more for the audience, is were all of these Hadrianic coins, were they all minted in Rome or, or were some of them minted in the provinces? And if they were minted in the provinces, were they minted on the occasion of his adoption or were they minted on the occasion of his visits, you know, when he would come by? Um, mm-hmm. I think well, yes, they were they were both minted um, uh, on the occasion of the visit, but the travel ones, the travel com- commemorative coins, they were minted in Rome late uh, in his reign. So, for example, uh, he was in Hispania in 122, but the commemorative coin for Hispania was uh, minted late into the reign, like after 130. So they were not minted. Um, especially after the event. Um, um, I think it was only Britannia uh, that was minted in 119, but there were no um, no province coin uh, minting for a long time. Uh, so uh, it's not all the, the travel commemorative coin are not especially especially connected to a, re, to a recent visit, I guess, because they were minted many years later. But there are many, uh, many coins that were especially minted uh, for um, for one special event. For example, you have, um, I think, a Sestusius um, uh, that was minting is minted especially to celebrate the arrival of Hadrian um, in 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 Rome in 118. Uh, after he was made emperor the year before in Antioch, because it took him it took him. Uh, 10 months to go back to Rome, and this coin, I, I guess, was minting, uh, minted uh, soon after uh, Haitian's arrival uh, arrival in, in Rome. And then, and then there is one fabulous coin that I've never seen, and m- maybe you have it at the, in the vault <laughs> in the ANS. I, I, when I was there, I actually uh, forgot to ask. Um, the famous coin when you have the uh, it's it's the only date the, the only coin of Hadrian when you had uh, when you have a date and the date is the 21st of April uh, 121, which is uh, Hadrian's uh, which is not Hadrian's birthday but Rome's birthday, and um, and at that and at that date for that date Hadrian created new games uh, and created new festivals for the birthday of Rome. And you have on the reverse of the, it's a gold coin, you have a, on the reverse of the gold, the gold coin, the genius of the, of the, of the circus with the date, uh, 20, to the, well, it's, um, it's 874 years since the birth uh, of Rome. So, and it can act, it, and, and can be dated to the 21st of April, um, 121. I think it's the only uh, coin of Hadrian that can be precisely dated to a to a special date. So yeah, we have a, there's a few coins like that that were specifically minted for a special for a special event. I have a a, um, a question about uh, you know the iconography, and then I wanted to also you know talk about the ANS visit, um, but the. Uh, you know, you're looking at the, these Hadrian coins. Uh, the reverse iconography, you know, can can often be different, and they seem to happen in three sections. Where in the first section, you've got um, the reverses that are, 
you know, basically uh, fill, full of uh, imperial virtues, virtues you know, yeah, yeah uh, signs of office, you know, I am the emperor. Um, and then you make this transition at some point to him as a military man. And mm -hmm. so you've got, you've got army guy, uh, Hadrian, and then the third, you know, you see the regional and provincial iconography. And this, this, this does kind of follow his trajectory, you know, as, as emperor. And, but when you look at the obverses, you know, they're always this portrait bust. Um, and I'm wondering, uh, if we how how we can explain the differences of how his bust changes because I guess in the beginning you have like skinny Hadrian <laughs> and, <laughs> and then and then at the end you've got like fat happy Hadrian <laughs> yeah it's um the first few years his his uh, face is very thin and then he gets fuller and fuller and fuller uh <laughs> the years yes. Um, I was wondering exactly what year uh, his face becomes much fuller. I think it's after 25 or 125 or something. But yeah, he looks very young um, in the first few years. Mm. I, I actually prefer uh, the early coins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's skinny Hadrian. Uh, yeah, I just I didn't know if this was just regional differences or preferences or if it just reflected the fact that he was very well fed on his travels. Yeah, it's it's a good way of dating coins as well because sometimes uh -huh. um, they they're not easy to date. Um, but you, you can you can use that as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so. Last week, um, or a couple of weeks ago, um, you had the chance to visit uh, the yes. American Numismatic Society yes, and, and see the library and and, uh, and see the vault. And, and the could, vault, yeah. could, could you, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your experience there? Was there anything that you saw that surprised you? Anything that you thought just was 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 really cool? Well, we um, well, I, w I was so excited that um, it, it was. It was far really difficult to, to, for me to uh, find one coin that I wanted to see. And Gilles asked me, is there a particular coin that you would love to see? And I was unable to answer. And <laughs> obviously, when you leave, you're like, oh, no, I, this one I wanted to see. So I would have asked him to show me the, the coin from uh, Rome's birthday, the, the, the only one that's dated. Um, but yeah, we saw, we wanted to see the, the Sappho coins, so that was very exciting to see. And uh, the, the, the only coin of Antinous, because all the others are medallion and uh, the, 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 um, in the world, uh, the, the, there's a coin uh, of Antinous from, uh, from Tarsus, and apparently it, it would be the the only coin of of Hadrian uh, of Antinous, and it's from Tarsus, so that was amazing to see. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I noticed uh, you know on the blog that you did have a section for Antinous coins uh, and also Sabina coins. Um, and... I I haven't started with Sabina and Antinous yet. It's okay. only portraits. Yes, it's only portraits. Uh, portraits. Yes, yes. Uh, I have no coins yet. I'm. Since I'm following the chronology, I have until 2028 to start with Sabina and 2030 to start uh, with Antinous. And I think with Antinous, I have to put some money aside because <laughs> so, <laughs> they're not cheap. Um, yeah. So one, one day I have at least one of Antinous. Um, but they are so expensive, I, I don't think I'll ever have yeah, the chance of having a big collection of um, 
of Antinous, unfortunately. <laughs> mm, understood. Um, so where are you going next and, and when is that going to happen? So my next trip is Georgia. Uh, so I'm going to spend two weeks in Georgia in, um, uh, in, in August. Okay. And uh, there's a possibility that Hadrian went to Georgia because uh, the frontier, the eastern frontier of the Roman Empire was, uh, was, uh, was in Georgia, actually. It was near Batumi. And there's a fort that we are going to visit. And um, there's a possibility that Hadrian, when he was uh, inspecting um, the, Cappadocian, the Cappadocian frontier in the east, uh, he went. Uh, he went to the Black Sea. We know that he went. To, he was uh, along the Black Sea, so he probably visited also um, uh, the fort uh, that is now in in, in Georgia. Yeah. Wow. So that's Georgia in, in 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 August. So two weeks in Georgia, and I have one week again in Turkey to finish uh, retracing Hagen's journey there in 123, 124. So when when do you go to Africa? Oh, one twenty-eight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever get frustrated with yourself? You know, and the fact that since you're following things in order and, and have to do it chronologically, and you're following him around, and you, do you just get impatient? No, actually, I went to Algeria and Tunisia. Uh, Algeria last October and Tunisia last uh, last February. So sometimes I don't I don't wait. <laughs> okay. um, and and the thing is. Um, the reason I decided to go to Algeria because it's better to go first, and then if I have to go back, I will go back in in one twenty eight. And actually, I'd love to um, to organize a trip, especially for um, for the African tour of uh, Hadrian of one twenty eight. I would love to organize a a tour of Tunisia and Algeria in twenty twenty eight. Uh, to retrace the journey of Hadrian in both in both provinces, so it's something that I have in mind. I I need to I, I need to find um, a travel agency, and I need to find uh, people who would love to join the tour uh, between between Tunisia and, and Algeria. So that's why sometimes I, I I go to places beforehand because the problem is that you always miss something. So it's better to go first, to do more research, and then go back. So, so it's not even for me going once, but sometimes it's going twice, sometimes it's even three times. So, um, so I didn't have to, I didn't wait uh, until 2028 to go to Algeria, but I, I will redo uh, the voyage in 2028. You're doing it absolutely right. You know, being on the ground first, checking things out, and making sure that uh, you'll maximize your time uh, when you're there. You miss something. Always find out that you miss something, even if you stay. I don't know if you stay as long as much as much possible on the site. I always come back home, and if I start writing about the site, and I'm like, oh, but I didn't see that. <laughs> and usually, it's something that you should have seen because it's 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 a it's a very important point for your project, and you're like, oh no. 
um, well, sometimes I I uh, I like to 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 go there a bit in advance and to check and and then to go back when when it's possible. It's not always possible, obviously. Do you uh, do you just work with the travel agencies, or do you have local fixers uh, who help? For for countries like um, uh, Greece, Italy, uh, Turkey, Jordan, I, I do everything on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tunisia, I go my own. Um, the only two countries that uh, you can't really travel on your own is Algeria. So you can't go on your own. You have to um, you have to go through a travel agency. And, and when I visited, I was uh, following in Hadrian's footsteps. But anyway, when I visited Iran, so that was a yep. group. Yeah, and in, Le- in Lebanon as well, I, I joined a group. But usually there are small groups. Uh, and and uh, people interested in archaeology, so that was fine. But uh, Algeria was a private group, so it was just uh, me and my boyfriend, and then a guy, a guide, and 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 the driver. Um, yes. So uh, it's only a couple of uh, countries that I that I that I need to join at all. Uh, but most most of the time, um, I do everything myself. I I drive. Uh, I I book all I book all the hotels. I prepare the itinerary. Um, so yes, it's a, it's a lot of work before beforehand, yeah, and uh, and a lot a lot of research as well. Uh, Carol, I wanted to thank you for your time, and yeah, thanks for you know spending the past uh, forty or so minutes with us. Um, and you should absolutely come back to the American Numismatic Society oh, yeah, so sure. that we can pull that we can pull that coin. We'll have that waiting for you. Um, yeah. As soon as you arrive, we'll bring you right back to the vault. You're like, here it is, here it is. So kind of you, thank you. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, no, most appreciated, and and thanks again for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Don't forget me